What's up, everybody? Today we have Eli Garza on the podcast. Eli gave a sermon this past Sunday about worship, and he used Ephesians 5.15 as his scripture. The title of the sermon was The Sustaining Power of Worship. This is the first time that we do this kind of a a podcast, and um, the reason for it is just to give... Uh, some extra insight into the sermon that maybe we otherwise wouldn't get. Um, So I do have a few questions for you, Eli. Uh, One question is kind of as you were preparing for this sermon, what were the ideas, what was the underlying idea that you wanted to share for the sermon? Yeah. So I think one of the the big ideas was every time we we talk about worship, there are immediate, you know, um, ideas or things that people jump to when they hear the word worship, usually correlating with music and singing and stuff like that. And I think sometimes we often forget that worship is so much more than that. And so as we've started this series, you know, we're we're talking about thriving. And although we're talking about being sustained, worship is so much more than just sustaining us. It's it's meant for us to be catapulted and thriving into what God has called us to to do in terms of worship and how our, our, our lives are meant to be as a tool for worship towards God. And so that was kind of the big idea. You know, when when we meet together as a preaching team, we discuss kind of the things that we believe God is gearing us towards or kind of the things that God is calling Calvary in this particular season to be or to look at or to reaffirm. And that's what one of the things I love about our, our preaching team is that we all collectively come together and and then we also have our own autonomy to listen and tune into the spirit, th- those that are preaching that particular Sunday. And so every time we come together, while we have different ideas or or what we, we believe we're supposed to head towards, at the end of the day, we come to this understanding that uh, we have one big you know idea, which in this case was worship, and then uh, what we want that to be. And then throughout the week, I get to plan and prep for that and, and just speak um or listen to God speak. Was there anything that you didn't have time to share on Sunday that you either want to expand on one of your points or maybe even add a point or even add a anything you want to add? Yeah. So every time, you know, I'm a student pastor. And so preaching in in front of students is way different than preaching in front of a congregation that's older and, and, and uh, has a different, you know, way of thinking than a student does. And so one of the ways that I think is, is a great way to bridge that gap for me personally is sharing stories of characters from scripture itself. One of the way, and the hard thing though, is that sometimes you're so in tune with, with preaching that, that you don't have time. So I'm also looking at the time and trying to make sure that I don't go over that time. So for example, in our 11 o'clock service, I didn't have time to share over Solomon and, and one of the big points that I was trying to get to is how, you know, I was talking about Billie Eilish and her song, uh, What I Was Made For, and, and and how she was talking about that she really wrote that song for her and and not knowing what her purpose was and this and that. And, and it reminded me of King Solomon, who, in a sense, if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon is just one of the people, a lot, a lot, of, the, a lot of people think that Solomon's the one that wrote that. 
that book, Ecclesiastes. And so in this book, it's super sad. You, you see the story of this person's life, which in this case, I'm going to say Solomon, and how he's experienced every form of pleasure that there is to have in this world, every single form. And at the end, he just kind of comes to the conclusion that it's all vapor. It's all vanity like there's 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 not enough satisfaction in that one thing but i think that we were created with desires and that that desire is a good thing to have and it's supposed to be fulfilled in our relationship with god and and that the way that we have that relationship is through jesus right and so that was one of those things that I wish I could have shared or elaborated more and really kind of hone in and, and maybe ask ourselves, what are some desires that we have experienced in this world, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be two years married, barely, and there's been people that have been married 50 years and, and how I wonder how that view has changed, right? When, you know, the first few, few years of marriage, it can, it can be really exciting and fun. And then as, as years go by, all of a sudden children come into play and there's a desire to just take care and see your children grow and then grandkids like so that's like there it's a never-ending cycle of excitement of desires that we 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 strive for and and at the end of the day we were meant to be satisfied fully in our relationship with God so that's that's something i wish we could have i could have shared more at the 11 o'clock in that story in, in ecclesiastes and really putting us in a position of whoa okay desire is good uh, but there's only one thing that will ultimately satisfy us, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. King Solomon, uh, just to give some background, was one of the wealthiest kings. Mm -hmm. And so he had all the money. He was a king. He had all the power. Um, it's it's recorded that he had 700 wives yeah. and 300 concubines. So there was nothing that was off limits yeah. to King Solomon. King Solomon had everything. And ultimately at the end... He says that he wasn't satisfied with any of those things. And the only thing that satisfied him was being with God. Right. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a great example yeah. on desires. Um, cool. Um, let me read the scripture. The scripture for Sunday was Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. And it says, be, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from, from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus. I know that's a lot of scripture. Mm -hmm. What does that scripture mean to you? Why did you choose that scripture? That's a great question. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned, our preaching team, we kind of come come together and, and try to develop these ideas. And there was a lot of scriptures that, that we looked over, different types, like Colossians chapter 3 and and even some Old Testament passages. But for me, I love this this. Uh, the section actually pastor david said hey i think this would go really well and, and as i read it i agreed and i said i think this would be perfect just because the letter to ephesus in the first four chapters again paul is reminding them of who they once were and who they are now so there's this kind of like this is who you are identity wise but then in chapter five is where he then transitions to a more expectant type of living in fact like the little heading there and if you go read in, in chapter five it says the consistent Christian life or, you know, other 
other uh, translations might say something else, but along the lines of consistency and what it means to be a consistent Christian. And so this is the first time he says, so this is what I expect for you to be like. And the very first thing he says, he talks about being stewards of time, right? Uh, to be wise and not unwise and make most of your opportunity. And for me, from that very beginning, it's like, man, the way that we make most of every opportunity is to be in tune with the spirit so that we would worship because we're talking about worship being the sustaining power. And so that just really resonated with me. And then from there, you look down the next verses and and it even talks there at the end about singing psalms, hymns and songs like there's still an element of worship through singing. And so I just thought that this kind of covered every aspect of our life that could, you know, complement the big idea, which is our lives are meant to be a tool for worship. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Thank you so much, Eli, for giving us some of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Any last thoughts about the sermon, about worship, about anything else? Yeah, I think this is so cool to be able to do something like this and and, and give our brothers and sisters an insight into really some of the intentional, you know, time that we spent with 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 the Lord and and trying to just do what we're called to do. I think sometimes you know we get a little intimidated or nervous and it's always awesome to see the Lord move. And, you know, I told this to, to Jesse as I, or no, to somebody, I forgot who it was, but I was walking off uh, and, and I remember saying, dude, I don't know what just happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love that moment because it, it totally reminds me that it's God working through whoever it is through the worship team, through myself, like it's him doing everything. And to be able to say, you know, I, I just, I just, presented whatever what God placed in in my heart and through his scripture and that was it and God took the rest and I think that we need to be reminded that in every moment of our life we we should direct our eyes or minds actually to see how did God move in that and and again because every moment is a moment that we can use to worship him and in in that worship we're sustained so yeah all right that's great thank you so much we'll see you guys next week 